3,045 miles on Pokemon Go. That's pretty good. So right now, I have 45 days to catch 200 Pokemon in one day. So I have 45 days to complete that challenge, which I'll need to complete. I have not done it yet. The closest I've gotten was 62 Pokemon in one day. What are you guys doing on your Pokemon Go's? Nothing. They're not doing anything on their Pokemon Go's. I guess I'm the Pokemon Go king. Oh yeah, another episode of Seasons Change with me, Vactor, and my boy, Mr. Fink. How you doing, Fink? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Not only is it the good old dynamic duo, Vactor and Fink, we're bringing along another familiar guest to our listeners, the one and only Jeff W. Ohio Gang. What's up, Terrence? What's up? What's up? That is my first name. (laughs) So what we're going to be doing on this episode is talking about one TV show that we've been watching and one comic book show. And then we have a little pick of the week. So our our TV show, we're going to be talking about a hybrid, as it were. And another FX hitter. Another. Oh, no shit. AMC, which we can still say another AMC hitter. (laughs) That's about right. (laughs) Big fan, huh? Kevin can F himself. That's the name of the show. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So I originally came across this show. It was recommended to me as a new banger. And the first thing that caught my eye was it's a mixture. It's two different types of shows. And I told both Fink and Jeff, it's basically... Kevin, what's that Kevin James show? Uh, it's uh, I was gonna say everybody hates Kevin, but not that. Yeah, King of um, King of Queens, King, King Queen. of Queens, and then he had another one after that. But those that type of show, it's like CBS multicam traditional sitcom with a laugh track, plus Breaking Bad, and so that originally caught both of your attentions, and mm-hmm. I said this is not like any other show that's on TV right now. So let's talk about it on seasons change so mr fink what do you think about kevin can f himself i would say as is tradition on this podcast i really liked it i liked it from the front to the back i liked the concept <laughs> the concept actually kind of reminded me how much i hated or hate actively hate the traditional three camera TV show Um, and you kind of referenced Breaking Bad. Um, It has a similar arc where you kind of, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, no, practically, practically, I'm in I'm in an abusive household. And Walt, practically, I have cancer, Um, you know, end of life. I've got nothing to lose, et cetera, et cetera. She's in a mentally abusive household. I've got nothing to lose, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't I don't know. I I watched the first episode of this. And I can't remember anything. She has cancer is what happened. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm I, what I'm doing is I'm doing the parallels where Walt has cancer. Uh, she oh, she is okay. like mentally abused. Um, so that's what drives her. Spoiler. Alert. Oh, by the way, as is also t- tradition on this podcast, this is a spoiler filled discussion. Um, she's going to kill Kevin. So that's like the crime she's like going into. Um, and as you see in the show, she like. I think it gets to the point where she definitely likes it. But overall, I really liked it. I recognize essentially nobody on this podcast, uh, on this TV show, except for the guy who was on CSI. And even that, I didn't even watch CSI. I just saw him like on commercials for 10 years. Brian Howe, I think his name was, the uh, the grandpa. Um, and then I know the wife was also on Shit's Creek. But even yes. that, I, I mean, I know that's huge, but I don't necessarily watch it. Yeah, and this is basically her, like, you know, she, she, I think she won an Emmy for, for that. And so they were like, all right, let's give her her own show. Um, Annie Murphy is her name. I, the only one I recognized was her and then Robin, Robin Lord, Lord Taylor, Taylor yeah, from Gotham. Yeah, who played the penguin on Gotham. Um, I actually didn't recognize him at first because of his hair color. Um, and also the Kevin James show I was thinking of was Kevin Can Wait. That's the other one. So, which is a play on heaven can wait, but Kevin can F himself is a dark comedy. Cause like you talked about the whole premise is she wants to kill her husband because he's kind of like 
emotionally abusive towards her, not physically, but kind of always puts her down, always does not um, treat her in the best light, let's say. And I well, thought... Tre- treats her exactly the way all the husbands treated the wives in all those TV shows, right. you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, 80s, etc. Which is played for for laughs in those yep. shows, because it's like, oh, he's a lovable loser, he gets mm-hmm. the hot wife. That was the whole thing with the Kevin James shows, both of yeah. the ones, Kevin can wait, and what was the first one, Jeff? King of Queens. King of Queens, Queens yeah. yeah. Both of those, he was uh, with Leah Remini, and they were like, oh, he's fat, but he's got a hot wife. That was the whole premise. And they, the guy that they got on here that plays Kevin, Eric Peterson, is kind of uh, perfect for this role. I was looking him up. He actually played Shrek in the Shrek musical. That's where he came from. But um, anytime he's on, basically, it's the it looks like one of those three camera sitcoms. It the lighting is like you know yeah. very bright, and uh, the laugh track comes on as soon as he exits that's when it switches over to the more realistic Breaking Bad style. So I like that. that. Yeah, I like that. And really the first, I need to watch more than the first episode, but I think like Fink was saying, it like made me realize how much I don't like any of those shows. And it kind of made me hate him more, you know, Kevin James, uh, not Kevin James, the character, like, oh, the character. Kevin. I was yeah, like, this guy's annoying, and I don't like this type of television. <laughs> and show. it gets worse and worse. And so it's only it's only annoying me more and more as it's going. Right, mm-hmm. like not like not a negative way, but it's like enhancing the hate. Yeah. Like you know, the character is supposed to be kind of a right a douche, right? Yeah. Like it's on purpose. I think for sure. I think the laugh track enhances that for me because it's just like cringy. You know what I mean? Like that's how. Yeah. Or at least well, it comes off to me. It makes you wonder, like, why were those sitcoms so popular for so many years? Because for, you know, 20, 30 years, that's all they had was those type of sitcoms. And mm-hmm. they were popular enough to continuously spawn new ones. So what was it about those shows that appealed to the least common denominator? Like, I think that's just all that was there. <laughs> I think like, yeah, that's no all they choice. had. I, don't, or, I think people were just like, well, come down at 430. Been drink my beer. Yeah, how does it like survive the internet age, right? Mm -hmm. When things that are like, well, yeah, even and they didn't survive real fat long, right? Yeah, I mean they didn't. Even I was gonna say even like Big Bang Theory, like pretty much everything on CBS is kind of like that. Like I don't watch a lot of CBS, but yeah, that's where Big Bang Theory is, and that's where a lot Mm -hmm. of these type of shows are. I think the Kevin James show was on CBS. Well, I don't I don't think these shows really exist anymore though, except for Big Bang Theory. And Big Bang Theory too is that's kind done. of right. What was that? That's over, yeah. Yeah, and that's it's done and they were leaning into it and that was kind of part of it. And I mean I, I did not like it, but it seemed like they were so over the top with their characters and, and I, that seems like that was the only one left. Um Yeah, I'm looking at CBS's website. And, well, and also, I would say CBS doesn't even have that bad of content. They just don't put it on their their TV, uh, their actual channel, because uh, technically everything on Peacock is CBS. Could be CBS channel content, but it's on Peacock. So, or is that NBC? Oh, I thought Peacock was NBC. Yeah, dude, I can't even fucking tell. <laughs> well, well, so there, no, there is CBS. No, it's CBS all access television here. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> CB, yeah, dude, a- CBS AMC, all access. FX, Peacock. That was NBC, I think Paramount. Show. Yeah, Paramount Plus is yeah. CBS. Yeah, and, and then, Paramount Plus has some good stuff. Yeah, yeah the big actually the Big Bang spinoff, Young Sheldon, that's on CBS. Uh, Cedric dude, the Entertainer. So I'm just going through their website. Cedric the Entertainer has a show, The Neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. Allison Janney has a show, the mom. So it looks like, and that's in its eighth season. It looks so like, are those, and are those oh traditional God. three camera laugh track shows? I, I, I this believe is a genuine, so. genuine question. I just don't know. I haven't seen any of these shows, but if, if young Sheldon is anything like big bang theory, then it's, it's that same. Thing. Yeah. I bet you young Sheldon is. I kind of think maybe the Cedric, the entertainer one might not have one, but I don't know. I don't well, know. Enough. I don't, I kind of also don't really care enough about the, Mm-hmm. network tv shows yeah so i think they are still going on but we just don't watch it and none of our friends watch it like yeah. i don't think we're the target audience actually thomas middleditch has a show called be positive looks like so oh and well, that's probably a, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. i believe in him so yeah. they got a ton of these type of shows but it is 
something that we've talked about many times before, me, all of us on this podcast, not liking that type of show and going over to the, sh- the comedies that don't have laugh tracks, their, their single camera. Um, a lot of it was when it went over to that like documentary style, when the office modern family, yeah. um, what was the other one? Parks and rec. Like when, it, when it started switching over to that, I think all of us started going over to that format, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that it puts a spotlight back on this type of comedy versus the more realistic, dark, dark comedy version of it. The only thing that was kind of strange to me was her kind of motivations. Okay. He treated you bad. Yeah, exactly. And instead of just leaving, like she's like, okay, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill my husband. That's that'll put me, that's the best course of action for my life. Um, so so I'll, I'll I'll play the, I'll play like the, so where I completely agree, uh, there are people though who actually, I guess, do that. Um, so maybe this is the TV show about that. Um, but she does come to it kind of like <laughs> casually, like there's some right. holes in this. If you, in the show, if you poke it, um, from that standpoint, yeah. um, she comes to it pretty quickly, but, but you know, maybe that in the, in the next coming seasons, and the the surrounding characters kind of alluded to the fact she's kind of fucking crazy. Like, oh, yeah. the, like yeah. the cop, the cop mm-hmm. goes, that one rubs me the wrong way. Right. Um, and the friend kind of says, you don't seem to really care that much about yeah. this. But then she kind of, you know, right at the last ish scene, she's like, all right, we're in it together. So, you know, where you were saying, yeah, that motivation isn't really matching up. Maybe she is just kind of a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Actually, that might be interesting for season two, because what if it's she's the person that's like the whole time? It's like she's the douchebag. She's the one who's effed up versus Kevin. Now, Kevin is like we don't like him. Nobody you're not supposed to like him. But um, what if it is her all along? That, that'd that be interesting, especially where they ended it. We won't spoil it for Jeff. But the way that that last episode ended, Fink, I was like, oh, shoot. Now, this kind of changes some things for season two. Oh, yeah. So oh, oh, yeah. want to see what happens. Oh, yeah. And how exactly. many episodes yep. in the first season? Eight. 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 Yep. Eight. Yeah. And, and, and it's kind of funny, too, where there's, what, seven minutes of one episode where they make you feel bad for Kevin. And then and then it's like, oh, well, nope, this guy's actually just a total D-bag. Like, oh, right. Where he's feeling bad about uh, right, right, right. His incident. So yeah, this is yeah. a spoiler filled. But what we'll do is we'll be a, a little. We'll, we'll at least censor some spoilers. But um, I. I mean, I've at the at the at the end of the eighth episode. Um, you know, I've felt very highly of this show, and I I wouldn't have minded if it was even ten episodes, and maybe. Um, I think I think there's enough here that ten episodes wouldn't even felt like it was too long because um, eight, eight episodes snuck up pretty quickly, especially if you binge it. I this be a quick watch. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm looking at kind of the uh, behind the scenes. The apparently, I, I'm sure none of us knew this that Kevin James show was highly criticized for the manner in which the lead character's wife was written out of the show in the second season. So I guess like mm. they were a married couple, but then all of a sudden she just gets written out, and it's it's just all about him. Um, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm trying to look and see was there anything announced for a season two? I'm not seeing anything specifically and it, the numbers, the ratings don't look that great. So I don't know. Maybe and, and it, it could have, uh, the way it ended, it definitely could have ended like that slash mm-hmm. if something, you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, a, I think it's a complete story at the end of season one, but also leaves enough there for sure for coming seasons. Yeah. So we'll, We'll keep you up to date if if there is a season two of Kevin can f himself. One one last thing I did kind of I would say it felt stuck out a little bit was it did kind of fall into the trope where uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler for potentially the end is like nothing really bad happens to anybody ultimately mm. um, that you care about in the show and that was right. kind of a notorious thing about like network television that. I didn't like was mm-hmm. you always felt like, okay, nothing's going to happen to them. Nothing's going to happen to them. <laughs> and like that kept happening in the show where it was like every time you thought something was going to happen and like 
kind of didn't, but you know, that's a little nitpick. I also did like though too, how they frequently, I think specifically wrote jokes where they mentioned car. So they're always like, I got to go to my car. I got to run out to my car because they have like the uh, new England accent. Right. So I think they were specifically because they're like, I go park my car. So um, I thought that was great. I highly recommend this show. Yeah. And it's on AMC plus, which I don't know. Jesus. Everything's got to have a plus now. I don't even know what's on what. (laughs) Yeah. So, but you have to have a premium subscription for AMC plus, which is kind of weird, but I don't know what's going on with that. But Kevin can F himself eight episodes. It's a pretty, you know, pretty breezy eight episodes. You can get through it. It's not 30 minutes. They're like 45 minutes. Yeah. But easy watch. Highly amazing. entertaining in my opinion. I, uh, I've not seen a show like this. The format of it switching from three camera to the um, cinematic style shooting is, I'd say, one of a kind in that. So there is yeah, kind of a gimmick right. in that. But it, I would say it also does lean further in the more uh, modern style of shooting as the seasons go on. Like the three camera become rare to a point where you look forward to the three camera later on oh, right. because you're like, oh man, things have gone so like shit has hit the fan. How right. is it going to go back to the weird, you know, uh, right. uh, one liners and, and um, yeah. slap sticky stuff. So that is kind of cool where, yeah. you know, in the first episode, you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this by the sixth, seventh episode. You're like, oh, this is going to be ridiculous when it goes back to the, the three camera sitcom style. Yeah. So that that's another yeah. cool aspect. And that that does make it feel like it's ahead of its time. Like, you know, you think back about like Breaking Bad, you know, it did take a couple seasons for that to like get traction before everybody was tuning in, you know, every week. And I feel like that could be like, you know, if you just showed this to any random person, it might not be as engaging, you know, to mm-hmm. everybody right off the bat. So yeah. I w- I also found it interesting when they switch, it's Going from a set on the three cameras, the setup mm-hmm. to yeah. an actual house when they go over to the dark comedy, because you can see that when they go to the set, they're only film at one angle. Yeah. And then when they go to the house, it's like there's different angles. Yep. So they have mm-hmm. to set up in the exact same place that they were when they switch over. So that yeah. was always the most fun was sw- seeing the switch going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Kevin can F himself. Another season's change, banger. Also, another season's change, banger. We're going to talk about oh, a I comic do. that Mr. Fink oh, found yeah. for us. It's called Made in Korea. It's only halfway. There's three issues out of six. It's a six-issue miniseries. And Fink, where did you find this? This was, once again on the podcast uh comic geek speak where they were uh there was just one of the ones they were talking about because they i mean they'll read 30 singles in in a week but they were talking it was a um i think it was a monthly preview um and they it was made in korea and they kind of went over the premise where it was uh these proxies kind of the little robot children being created for kind of a dystopian future infertile future kind of thing going on yeah um in its image. And I was like, well, I'm sure it's going to be good. So that was about all I had to hear. Um, and that was my initial, um, how I got into it. And I am such a big fan as Jeff likes to point out, I get such, such a big fan of things that I kind of don't know basic things about whatever. I just like breeze past the basics. I thought this was going to be an ongoing series. I thought I was going <laughs> to, I thought I was gonna be reading this for years coming on. And then I find out it's only six issues. I mean, <laughs> It's I've three issues in and I've liked every issue and I I've, I actually the cliffhangers are real cliffhangers for me. I'm really like, oh, dang, I could pick up in the next one. Um, so I'm not going to bitch too much, but I thought I was going to keep on going. But those are my initial positive thoughts. Yeah, it's written by Jeremy Holt, art by George Shaw, and it's very much that children of men um, AI vibe, I would say, if you're trying to relate it to movies not there's some type of biological thing where people can't have kids but they can have these robot children and they're in all of these the ones that we follow are in korea i don't know if there's any that are made in the united states but you know the book's called made in korea so 
it seems like all of them are being produced mm-hmm. in the Korea area and they're being sent over to the United States. Um, and something has happened where they can't have kids. Right. right? I don't know if you, so and it, yeah. it hasn't explained that yet. Right. Right. So there's that mystery to it. And then there's also this mystery of, is this girl different? Like the one that we're following seems to be more lifelike than other ones. And the creator seems to be like, like he did something. Well, yeah, he, he kind of um, wrote a piece of code. It seems like that probably creates some type of link um, like AI kind of, uh, what was that? Um, that recent TV show we were watching that had a uh, Nick Offerman in it. Oh yeah. Dang. It was on Hulu. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. It was, it was like the same. Devs? But I, yeah. Dev. So yeah. I got that. I got that vibe where it's yes. kind of like, yep. Oh, I unlocked a secret thing. And yeah. I think he kind of snuck it into her and was like, Hey, I don't want the company owning this. So I think yeah. it is. She is very unique, I believe. Yeah. And this kind of genre or this type of story, I would say is, is one of my two favorite science fiction stories is the AI whether it's children or whether it's Terminators, you know, artificial intelligence copying or taking over for humanity, that story I'm always interested in. The other story is time travel. Anything that has time mm-hmm. travel, I'm always interested in. So when when Fink first told me about this, number one, I looked at the art and I said, okay, yeah, I'm in for I said, this yeah, one. That was my initial reaction, yeah. And it's it's one of my favorite type of stories. Mm-hmm. So... When I was when I was going through it, I was definitely when I was going through the first issue, I was like, "This is right up my alley um, from the very beginning." So I I enjoyed all three issues as we just don't know what's going to happen at the end. The, this mystery as it unfolds, so it's it's harder to do like a full you know review of it. But at this point, Jeff, what do you think of the first three issues? And the same exact reaction. I was like, I mean, I knew. I was like three pages into the first issue and I was like, I'm going to like this like already. Um, yeah. I think the art to me is almost, it's almost the most interesting. I think mm-hmm. all the covers are great too. Yeah. Especially the first one uh, in particular. I think yes. it's great. Yep. Um, and then I like the, uh, the green hue when they're in Korea over all of those panels. If you go back and look at it, at least the first couple issues, I did not uh, pick there's up like a green kind of like a, like a, you know, like the green, like an old school green screen yeah, on a computer, right, right. you know, like your uh-huh. DOS screen. There's yeah. like that hue right. over all those panels. Like you should go back and look at that. So I was like, I was like, I really like this. Um, I think the concept is great. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I would say I like everything about this up until, or we're just, we're just doing spoilers, right? Up until the third issue mm-hmm. yep. when I was like, Columbine? Okay, I was like, <laughs> I was really glad they didn't go like rapey with her. I thought they were gonna go rapey. Dude, I yeah, did too. That's when they I went to that, too. I was yeah. like, uh, I was like, oh god. Yeah. And if I can critique anything, and actually, I thought this when I read it last night was, um, and I was loving it so much, you know, up until up until that point where I was like, when I'm trying to like question and like figure things out is, like they they don't really show you like a friendship being like they just show you these guys call her a name in class. And then they just pick her up, you know, like there's, it's like, there's kind of not a lot of context there yet. So I think that's lacking on them being friends with her a little bit, like, or maybe the later issues would explore that. Well, see, I, I, with only having three to go, that's kind of what I thought too. There's a lot there that could go, but we only have three issues. So I don't know, you know, how much is ever even going to be seen of those guys. So she went with, the the creator now in the picture we may never see him again yeah and so that's what i'm saying is there is i think had this been like you know an ongoing series i think you know you would have had that established a lot more um which i would have liked to see uh but we'll see i mean it's not over yet um but i think all the i think all the characters are great i think they do a good job with the parents having a voice that's not oh yeah um annoying you know like they set that like they set up those characters well, you know, in in this kind of dystopian. We don't know what's happening, but the things that you can gather are that they're not a lot. People can't have kids for whatever reason, and I can't remember if they mentioned like men or something. I don't I can't remember if it has something to do with like the males or whatever. Yeah, they. I think they, it's like it's 
mentioned in passing I vaguely. Think they that in there. I need to go back and look at it. But then also, if you remember when they're going to do, they're going to send her to school. They talk about her not being old enough. Like, you like usually we don't put these kids in school yet, you know? So I wonder if there's like something also that's changed with that. I don't know if that was just because of like, she looked super young regardless, or if there was a reason, like maybe these kids don't go to school. Yeah. Maybe because you know, now for some, you know, biological reason, like maybe there's an issue happening. Yep. Um, so I do like the hints that they're dropping. I think the art is like the art is some of my favorite um, that I've seen, like, you know, anything I've read recently or looked at, you know, like it's not like you're just your t- traditional art. I like the lines um, in it. I love everything about it so far. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's good up until like, like, like you said, I think it's good. We don't go the rapey route, but also like, weird that it's gonna it seems like it's a school shooting columbine kind of like uh vibe but um yeah i i like i've liked everything on this um yeah i think it's like you know unique like he's kind of turned her into like a superhuman as well like it's not just like he's created a human out of this ai or somebody that's closer to human it's like it seems like a human plus you know what i mean like maybe he's made it more human but also with the abilities you know like superhero like abilities, right? You know, when she punches the the uh, the bricks, you know, and it explodes. Um, well, that's what I'm wondering. They might go as, and I hope it's not as predictable as someone as an experience as me. Just thinking of this as, you know, maybe she's the first of many to you know take over something. Or wait, were they all already her? Something like a twist right in the last few pages of saying, you know, she's the first of a whole new age of something. Yeah. And I will say, yeah, the next issue to me is going to be the most interesting, I think maybe of the entire series, potentially, if you look at the, the uh, preview cover, the preview of the next cover, uh, it's her, it's the kids staring at her with what appears to be two, you know, remote detonators in her hands, mm-hmm. almost, you know, setting up the the conflict that's going to happen between them. I, I would assume at some point. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm really excited for the next issue and I, yeah, I really like everything about this. I think so far. Yeah. One of the pull quotes on there was uh, Nick Spencer, who's currently writing amazing Spider-Man. He said like the best black mirror episodes, Holt and Shaw have created something special. And a lot of the image guys looks like have been uh, talking about it. Brian K. Vaughn said perfect pacing and absolutely gorgeous artwork. Yeah. So it's yeah. been getting some good, uh, good reviews. Um, and I'm, I mean, this I'm is, definitely there for it. And, and this is my, probably my number one that's active uh, book coming out. That's a, okay, I'm ready for what's going to happen next. Not just like, yeah. Oh, it's keeping my attention. It's, this I kind of you know wish all six came out at once in a volume. So yeah, yeah, this is definitely one that's going to be good to binge once the the collected trade paperback is out and hardcover. Yeah, um, I, I, I like I was the the author too. I think they, I think they are Korean themselves. I was trying to find other things that they had done, um, just like through Amazon or something like that last night. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah I think the whole. The whole concept is great, you know. Yeah, Jeremy Holt looks like. Um, I don't see anything else listed on Image's website because normally they'll put like the other books. Yeah, that they do. It looks like they have a, a Houdini series. Uh, oh yeah, after Houdini. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple, a couple things in here that I thought I was like just just looking to find stuff. But yeah, I've I thought I think the writing has been. I think the characters like you know you know what it is like sometimes usually I'll find a character that I find annoying even in my favorite stuff, and I don't. I haven't found that yet here where like I'm invested and I don't like, there's not somebody that shows up and I just don't care about them. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's been like, and it's, it's small enough maybe too that it keeps it encapsulated. It's not, you know, a wide ranging variety of characters. It's, you know, you're basically looking at like six or seven people, you know, max. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, looking, um, it looks like these I, other ones were done by other publishers. That's why there's not, any image stuff. This before Houdini looks like is through Insight Comics, mm-hmm. and he's got or he has before Houdini, after Houdini, and then a couple other ones. But yeah, yeah definitely want to keep an eye on on his his output as as it goes on. Think you were saying something? Yeah, 
I'm not expecting this um, book to miss a beat like in in any issue just from feeling the first three. Um, I also think that this may be one of those um, books that is created hoping for a TV show pickup. Um, Hence, maybe why it's only six issues, Um, because I think there is much more, you know, there's 25 to 50 issues of story that could be expanded on here. I mean, I, I'm not necessarily saying it's the most original thing to have a highly advanced AI in a humanoid body. Like that's not the first time we've ever seen this story. Um, but this is interesting and unique enough to where I have read and seen enough of those stories that it's keeping my attention. Um, but it being six issues might actually be my biggest disappointment of it. So I'm not, and, not uh, can't be a slight on the story. So yeah, say don't look this book up on Amazon. Cause you'll see all the covers. Oh, <laughs> you might've just maybe spoiled yourself on some. Uh, oh no. Hey. Well, you know, well, just, uh, just don't do that. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe I did, just did that, you know, made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our pick of the week this week. Oh, wait, uh, wait, we gotta, oh. I gotta give an update. What happened? I got to oh. give an update on my Batman reading. Okay. Yeah, this, well, yeah. let, let me do this. Oh, wait, sorry. I just jumped in. I just jumped in the way, man. I read it wrong. Yep. Yeah. No, skip it over. We're going to keep it live. We'll do a live, but yeah, let me give a quick update because I'm going to, I could talk two hours on this, but I am really liking Scott Snyder's Batman. And it is probably my favorite Batman stuff. That is not the dark Knight Um, movies, um, favorite DC. So I actually like it more than most of the Avengers stuff so far. So that is my update on Batman Scott Snyder. And I'm up to, uh, I'm at, um, court of owls starting. I just, yeah. So I just finished, um, Gate, Gate of Gotham. Is that the title? Yeah. And that was kind of a side, like that wasn't in the main run. It was, yeah, it was a lead, it was a lead up, but it's still written by him. Right. It's, um, yeah. So I read the black mirror gates of Gotham and I am 20% into the court of owls saga. Well, what'd you think about black mirror? Uh, I really liked it. I, I, yeah, no, I've, I've liked all of them so far. Um, in the sense of it keeps me really interested in the story. I still wish more people would die in these (laughs) like traditional superhero books. Um, (laughs) but at least like, these books give you a good um, mood of danger or despair or depression or negativity without the fear of death. Like Gotham seems like a shitty place. (laughs) Like they do a really good job of just really hammering down the fact that Gotham is just the worst place on a planet. And if you, anytime you want to do good, don't go to Gotham (laughs) because you ain't going to be able to do any good. Um, So I'm really enjoying it. Um, and makes me kind of understand the uh not the killing joke um puzzle box reading recently. Oh, okay. Um wait, so also which which Batman is this? Let me ask a dumb question. Once again, when I'm a big fan of things, I usually, you know, miss a main fact of it. So what is this Bruce Wayne I'm reading as Batman or is it Dick Grayson? Both. The first one you the Black Mirror is Dick Grayson, which okay, is yeah. Robin or the very first Robin, he becomes Nightwing. The Scott Snyder Court of Owls, that's Bruce Wayne. Okay, that makes sense then. Okay, cool. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. See, because I was kind of reading it as like, it was all one line, but then it was, I was reading, I was like, wait, I think it's Bruce Wayne now. All right, cool. I don't feel so, I don't feel as stupid. Um, but no, I am, I'm liking it. I like it more. I'm gravitating towards that more than going back and catching up on some of the Avengers stuff you've suggested to me. I have been reading Amazing Spider-Man, but, um, yeah, nope. I big a thumbs up, Scott Snyder, Batman. Nice. Yeah, the this Avengers is, was more for when we no, were watching knowledge. Loki. Yeah, knowledge. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that too. But when we were watching Loki, how it had the multiple realities or multiple universes, um, that plays big into that um, Avengers storyline that I recommended. Um, yeah, and so I in, in general gravi- would say I would gravitate more towards a story that is in like a Batman style one in general period, like just of detective noir mm-hmm. right, style, right. uh, gadgety stuff. I like that. Like Iron Man. I'm a, I like Iron Man because of the gadget stuff. So, okay. Um, yep. Yep. And daredevil, big daredevil fan because of the same reason I like Batman. So. Nice. Excellent. Thanks. Well, quick update. Yeah. We'll keep on getting your updates on 
all of those Batmans because there's also, after you're done with Scott Snyder, there's Grant Morrison and Tom King. I think you're going to like those just as much as the Scott Snyder. Um, but let's go on to our pick of the week this week. And what we're going to do here, Jeff, is one thing from this week that you've been watching, reading, doing something interesting from your week. So we'll give you we'll give you a, a couple minutes to think about what you've been doing this week. But let's go to Mr. Fink. What's your pick of the week this week, Fink? All right, my pick of the week is a video game that if you have Xbox Game Pass, this is an easy um, try it out. If you do not, I don't know if I wholly suggest it because online it's gotten kind of mixed reviews and I get it. But I'm suggesting it's a game called Last Stop. Um, if you like Telltale, like the, um, I don't even know if you call them games. They're like narrative selection. You kind of pick one path or the other. You'll definitely like this game. If you don't like those games, you will not like this game. But I'm suggesting it because it's kind of feels like a comic book, feels like a TV show. You go through three different, you know, storylines. There's six chapters per person. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm three chapters through each kind of storyline. They're like intertwining. I will say your choices seem to have almost no um, effect on the outcome of the game. So that is one, I think probably the biggest takeaway for me where the telltale games for like the walking dead and wolf among us uh, seem to really have a real um, change on the outcome or whatever. This one, it kind of doesn't, but the stories are really good. So that's why I'm sticking with it. I highly suggest it on Game Pass. I moderately suggest it at full price because I think it's like ten, fifteen bucks. If you can get it for like two to five dollars, I think it's on Switch, um, Xbox One. It's on everything. Definitely recommend it for um, on sale type of game and for Game Pass. I think it just came out. It came out like two weeks ago. Um, one of those like kind of Game Pass games where it's like. Easy recommend when it's on Game Pass. Hard to recommend if it's not. And I think that's going to be a lot of Game Pass, where it's like the bell curve, the middle, or like a lot of six and a half out of ten games. While they have you know a Halo here, MLB the Show here and there. So, but it is a good filler game for Game Pass. So that is my pick of the week. Yeah, I'm going to download this. I haven't played it yet. I think you will like it, Justin. I think you are the type that will enjoy it. Well, I also noticed just looking at the studio is the Anna Annapurna games or whatever. Yeah. Anna, yeah. And they actually, I put out a, a bunch of games that I liked donut County, which I finished, uh, what remains of Edith Finch outer wilds, Kentucky route zero, um, Sayonara wild hearts. A lot of these games I'm a big fan of. And this, I'm also looking, they did a game called telling lies, which looks like a movie. And these are like real actors. So yeah, it's it's a, it's out. a I mean it's a it's a narrative kind of you you mostly are just selecting what you say and then walking a character through a narrative but the okay. the stories are good. I mean they're they're, yeah, they're, they're three stories. Yep, and they're three kind of a thing Grand Theft Auto 5. Um Oh, okay. Right, right. Very similar where it's like okay, we're going to do this chapter this chapter and then each chapter is about, you know, the length of like a comic book issue about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes so you can jump in do one real quick and that's what i did right before we started recording um and that's what i'm gonna do right after this i think i'm gonna finish it to try and finish it today um i could see why people i think the main reason people don't like this game don't like those narrative like kind of conversation games like if you like telltale games you're gonna like this game if you don't you're not gonna like this game i think this game though is in a better style than the telltale ones their their story is um and the graphic style is really cool too it kind of looks like sea of thieves um but yep i highly well i moderately recommend okay excellent yeah i'm checking this out after this would be a good you said it, it is on switch yeah, I think it's on Nintendo Switch PC. I think it's on every yeah. So Nintendo Switch, PS5, PS4, Series X, One, PS PC. Yep. Yeah, I think this would be one that like um, I know your wife likes watching video games. She yes. probably would like watching this game. Yeah, actually, all of these Annapurna games, I think she would like. So I'll, I'll probably show this to her as well. And um, yeah, it looks like on Xbox or on PC, it's twenty five. Uh, maybe it's different on Switch and those other okay, ones. But so twenty five. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out, but especially if it's free on Game Pass, like you said. 
Yeah, um, so like a fifty percent off. I, I, like if you're paying twelve fifty, you know, yeah, ten ten fifteen dollars for this game, I think it's. I mean, it's probably worth twenty five. I'm just being kind of like a fucking cheap cheapskate and just really like <laughs> poking at this a little bit. Um, but Game Pass, it's yeah, worth it. Obviously, definitely worth it for the Game Pass download. Okay. Well, my pick this week is a comic book I've been reading. I'm not done with it. I'm about halfway through. Vote Loki, which is a story from 2016. And both of you two, I think, would dig this because it is very political. The whole thing is Loki's running for president. And this came out in 2016. And you know what was happening which in 2016. Know which variant is running for president? <laughs> this was before the variants, Fink. Um, oh, okay. It's True. it's a four-part uh, miniseries. And like I said, I'm halfway through it right now, so I'll probably be done very shortly here. Um, I'm not crazy about the art on it. Um, it's To me, it's just okay, especially for Marvel, because Marvel and DC have the top guys, whether it's writing or, or art, they have like the creme de la creme. And I, I just feel like this one is okay. It's just not, nothing stands out about it. Um, but actually elements of it are in Loki and especially the actual guy, um, the president Loki, he appears in that, uh, I think it was like the fourth episode of Loki. And I, they were at, like, they were promoting him and, there's t-shirts of him. So I thought he was going to be like a big character on the show. He's on there for like 30 seconds, gets his hand eaten off. Spoilers. It's like, you don't even, you don't even see that variant again. So that was kind of a cool uh, comic book shout out, but it actually made me want to check out this vote Loki series. And I just like that. It's, it's like, um, the Buzzfeed, um, you know, the Twitter, a Twitterfication, BuzzFeed Nation type of coverage of the political game. And Loki is in there doing basically a Trump impression almost. And it's to where that they show it in, in the book. All of the followers of his campaign are like, yeah, we need something different. Loki <laughs> is who we need. Man, all those other guys are, are lying uh, to our faces, right? at least are lying behind our back. At least Loki's lying to our face. Cause like one of his campaign slogans is like, I'm going to lie to you and you're going to like it. And yeah. then like, that's what I'm talking about. So it's, it's very much like that commentary on that, right? Mm-hmm. Like this unconventional charismatic figure comes in and people are, taken about the Loki from the TV show and the movies. This Loki is, is more sinister and you know, he's doing something. It's not, this is not like the hero Loki. So you're trying to uncover what's his game. What's he up to? Why does he want to be president of the United States? Why does he even care? Um, but so far halfway through it, I'm, I'm liking the story uh, much more than the art. And I think both of you guys uh, being the political junkies that you are would like the way that this, this Loki is, uh, story is told. So my pick of this week is vote Loki. I've got it uh, added to my list and you know, with me and comic books, if it's on my list, it's as good as red. So and I've got four issues. All, yeah. All four. You, issues. You'll yep. be done before the end of this episode. Before the I end mean, of this I podcast. mean, I, yeah, I was about to say, you know, give me what? 10 seconds an issue, you know? <laughs> yeah. So in one um, eye out the other, <laughs> I think uh, you will. No, I'm enjoy. Like, I, I've liked the uh, screenshots you sent in our in our discord. Oh, yeah. Um, I bet y'all yeah. like it. If I, And I like the Loki character in general. And that's what the TV show made the TV show kind of easy to like for me is Loki character. I've always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. OK, and it's just so, just four issues. You said, right? yes, correct. So I want to I want to hear your guys's take. Maybe we'll, we'll come back to it on another episode. Jeff. What's your pick of the week this way? What have you been checking out this week? Um, I guess to stay with the theme of like short and political, um, I've been watching um, How to Become a Tyrant on Netflix, uh, which is like a 
Oh yeah. I don't know if we call it a mini series, but uh it's six episodes. They're all less than thirty minutes or at thirty minutes um episodes, and it's basically a rundown of the most notorious um what do we dictators. call it? Yeah, dictators uh in you know political history. So you know you have your your episode on Saddam, you have your episode on Hitler, you have your episode on Stalin and all them. Um and how they basically the theme of the show is like the first episode or the, you know, the second episode, I, I would say the one that stood out to me the most was the, uh, the one that's focused on Saddam and it talks about, you know, controlling your rivals and it talks about the political moves he made to gain power and then to keep it within, you know, and then the threats that he would make to like rivals that would try to take him down in government. And, you know, and they would talk about like lies that he made up just to keep power or to keep rivals scared uh, of him. Um, that's episode two. That's one of the better ones of that series. Um, I'd say it's worth watching. Um, there's definitely some in there that I don't think are that great or like, you know, like I don't really need to watch the Adolf Hitler episode because uh, I've just seen so much content on that anyway, you know, through school and throughout just watching things. World War Two has been covered enough uh, or not enough, but a lot. Uh, but yeah, I would say there's definitely things in there. And uh, in particular, the Saddam episode, I think, is great, especially if you're like me or Fink, where we know things, but we also didn't grow up through the era. So you don't know like every single thing that they're talking about. Are they? I think they give you a good like vibe of what that era is like uh, and what it was like when he came to power. Um, and and, yeah, and again, I would, it's pretty short too, so it's not like a you don't have to sit there for an hour to get through it. I I also watched this um, series. I think I watched like seventy percent of it, and I agree. I also enjoyed it. Where some of the episodes were much better than the other ones, where like the floor was like average, with the ceiling being very good. And then, you know, and, and like I said, they just, they go through like different concepts of how people gain power and like, or like what was, you know, obviously there's a lot of similarities between all of them uh, and stuff and they, and they go over that. But, you know, you have, you know, the episode, you know, Saddam controlling, you know, political rivals. And then like, also like they go into like North Korea, how they establish the dynasty of the family, like, you know, how, uh, I don't know, I can't remember what the grandfather's name was, the older one or the oldest one. Um, yeah. But it just, you know, how they set it up for this kid to take over and this kid to take over and this kid to take over and uh, basically just ruling forever, you know, uh, which is the name of the episode. Uh, so you basically never lose power. Um, I think it's an interesting, you know, watch. And like I said, nothing you have to commit to. So, yeah, and for a quick 30 minute episode, you can you can bang those out pretty quick. And each episode kind of uses um, in the individual leader to highlight like the different, you know, steps to becoming a tyrant where it's like you're kind of, it's like control your rivals, uh, eliminate religion, control the scientists, um, control the press. So then it goes step by step. Um, but you don't need to watch the whole series to understand what's going on. Um, yeah. And I would say it's, it's definitely like a certain crowd, like factor. I don't know if you would like it, but I know like me and think we watched thing like I watched that like they had a World War Two in color documentary. Think oh, I so good. That. Yeah, very like, good. I like watching that stuff. I think it's cool, like to see them colorize, you know, old footage. Oh, and, yeah. and you might find that interesting too, just to see that. But like me and Fink will watch the whole thing. So yeah, it's a literally thing. ten hours long. <laughs> yeah, if you're into history stuff at all, I think that is a it's a pretty good series to watch. And and like I said, quick. All right, so that's how to become a tyrant on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Excellent, boys. I think that was a very oh, good yeah. episode of Seasons Change. Tasty loaf of bread. <laughs> uh, you can always follow us on social media. You can always check out our Anchor page, which on Anchor, not only can you leave us a voicemail, we will play it on this episode, but you can also donate to our show if you want. Seasons oh. Change. There's, there's a nice little donate option on Anchor, which is cool. And Anchor is actually a really cool podcasting platform. I've really been liking all of the different options that they have on there because you could record a podcast on there. You can post it. You know, you could do everything from your phone if you wanted to. Now, now us, we are professionals. And we, we have, have nice equipment. Equipment. But you could record it on your phone if you wanted to. You could record everything and do it. So Anchor as a platform, I think, is is really good in giving people a lot of options. Um 
You can check us out on Twitter, Mr. Finkel. Now, Finkel, I got this wrong last time. It's Finkel757, right? Yeah, F-I-N-K-L-E-757. Yeah, Finkel757. I got the E and the L mixed up, and I found another Finkel seven five seven, and I was like, "This is not the Finkel I know." Yeah, I mean, either way, I don't, I don't, I'm not really amazing on the Twitter. It's just there, so if anyone, you know, we get, well, we we already are, we already are rich and famous, but when we get more rich and famous, <laughs> so people when they want to like, you know, cancel me and stuff. Well, the good thing about there. your Twitter is you're always talking about what you're consuming. So yeah, that is yeah, that's true. Fans of this show. If you like listening to Fink's opinion, he gives little bite-sized tweets. Yeah, if you like sports, motorcycles, um, TV shows, comic books, I'm typically posting stuff about that. I'm about to go jump on the motorcycle right after this. Go rip it. Do a little solo quick rip, rap, rap, you know. But follow me on that Twitter, F-I-N-K-L-E-757. Ah, you're Um, promoting it so hard. We get it. (laughs) Well, no, because y'all have your like name. It's so oh, easy. Mine is like mine is like a password. Like, yeah. Here, yeah, we'll get mine out of the way. TikTok at Jeff Whitehouse. There you go. And I am Vactor. That's just my last name. V a c t o r. We also have a podcast Twitter account, which is Seasons underscore Podcast. If you want to check us out there, also if you want, you can also leave us a review in Apple iTunes, or I should say Apple Podcasts, sorry. Um, Any podcast player that you're listening to us on, they probably got some review mechanism, but Apple's like the biggest one for reviews. So if you want to leave us a review, that'll help us get pushed out. That'll help the algorithm and push us out into the podcast world. Let your friends know. That's another way. Just share our podcast. Let everybody know that we have a podcast and we're talking about all of the great content that is out there. We're in a golden age of content right now so comic books movies tv shows you heard it on this episode you'll hear it on the next episode of seasons change myself mr fink and jeff w thank you for listening that's it